Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 70 of the Lean Blog Podcast for July 8th, 2009. Our guest today is Tamara Kaplan. She is recently promoted to the role of Chief Operating Officer at Long Beach Memorial Medical Center in Long Beach, California. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about the lean journey at Long Beach Memorial and uh, Tamara's role and the role of uh, leaders in general in a lean transformation in a hospital. So as always, thanks for listening. Well, again, our guest here on the Lean Blog podcast is Tamara Kaplan, the Chief Operating Officer at Long Beach Memorial Medical Center. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited about being here and sharing some of our memorial care lean story. Well, great. Um, I was wondering if you could start, Tamara, by you know, in- introducing yourself to the audience and, and maybe telling us about how, uh, how it was you got introduced to lean initially. I'd be happy to. Um, I actually am a pharmacist by background training and education and have moved up through the leadership ranks of our organization here at Memorial Care. I'm a 20-year employee who's done a lot of different work in a variety of areas, both at the bedside, um, in ambulatory and inpatient um, hospital-based systems, and then also expanding um, further roles into administrative um, roles and functions. And about two years ago, I was presented with an opportunity by our um, executive uh, chief operating officer to lead um, our organization on our lean journey, so beginning from scratch. Um, and so have spent the last two years building infrastructure to support our, our work, getting uh, uh, people excited about it, getting leaders to lead it, and really actually doing the work um, in what we call workshop events at all four of our hospitals within the system. Okay, and uh, those sound like important first steps, like you said, of building interest, getting people excited. Um, Can can you tell us a little bit about the process for how you went about doing that? Yes, um, it it all started really from a leadership strategic vision. Um, I think someone on our senior leadership team went to a conference and heard um, a consultant speak about lean and how it could... Uh, be used in healthcare to really transform operations. And it was a great idea that was brought back, and we are very much an innovative organization. Um, the senior leadership team was very excited about the possibilities of utilizing lean principles and Toyota production system uh, tools and principles and looking at our hospital operations and how we, we can become more efficient while maintaining very high quality best practices and really also look towards engaging our frontline staff and leading this work. And so an idea was sprouted, and we began a process to really look at how could we roll this out, who needed to lead the work, um, and where would we start. So two years ago, in 2008, uh, we began a pilot program. Uh, We got received budget approval for 18 workshop events. We also spent a lot of time training up our executive teams at each of our campuses and at the system. So our CEOs, COOs, CFOs, um, uh, and others, leaders of quality of our IT department of human resources, were the first to be lean leader trained, Mm -hmm. and we utilized a consulting group to do that for us, but really got exposed to the concepts um, and the opportunities 
to use lean in the healthcare setting. And then we were um, able to see lean um, in live and in person. We took a site visit to Seattle, Washington, and were able to visit with uh, Seattle Children's. Mm. We did a tour of Boeing. Uh, we also went to Virginia Mason Medical Center. So we were able to talk to other leaders within healthcare about their experience with lean. <clears throat> and these individuals were five to eight years further along the road than we were. Mm -hmm. And based on that uh, site visit, uh, we really got excited about the potential opportunities um, that were available to us. And within three months of that, we had um, built some infrastructure to support the work. We began selecting the first workshop events, <clears throat> and we really moved forward in just doing it. Excuse me. <coughs> um, and taking lessons learned from those initial events. So um, we decided to focus a lot of our work in that first year in some very key areas that we were having challenges with. Um, perioperative services, our surgery services comes to mind, mm -hmm. because it very much is about the patient at the center of care, um, but has very complex operational components, because we have physicians, including surgeons and anesthesiologists, who are very much at the bedside um, making decisions. Um, but we also have OR staff and management, but then also others, like um, our supply chain people and our sterile processing people. And we've traditionally had challenges with people understanding that they're in a team. Hmm. And so if you're sterile processing folks and your OR nurses and scrub techs don't realize they're on the same team, then we're really not aligned and able to be very efficient in our operations. And Lean was the opportunity to get the right people at the table, to have some really great discussions about, let's forget the past. We know that our system is broken. We know that we work in silos. Right. Um, how can we best fix that through using lean as the way in which we do that? Yeah, that, that's not at all uh, an uncommon uh, starting point of, of using lean to get people to um, work together, focusing on the patient, looking at the whole end-to-end um, -end process. That's great. Um, can, can you tell me a little bit, um, you know, I think a common question people ask is, you know, to, to figure out where should we start? You know, that you had this budget for um, the workshop events, and, you know, it sounds like you're saying that you focused on, you know, where was the need? Um, were, were there some other factors in, involved um, in terms of, you know, which areas were maybe the most excited about the opportunity or wh which areas had people readily available? Can, can you share a little bit of the prioritization process, at least, of figuring out where to, where to start initially? Sure. So um, there were several criteria that were reviewed in, in de determining that first book of work. Um, a, a big component was um, those areas where we already had significant pain points and had been unable to move past those barriers. And so was this an opportunity to really have um, different thinking? We also focused on areas that had strong leadership that was vis visionary in nature and was, would be willing to run with the ball, as it were. Mm -hmm and really take this opportunity to the fullest. We also significantly looked at work and how it linked into our strategic plans, both at each of our individual campuses, but then our overall system-wide strategic plan, to see if this was a way by which we could achieve some of the objectives on our strategic plan. And since in uh, a keep care setting, most of our revenue is driven by, by, via very small areas of our business, 
as in surgery, mm -hmm. um, and most of the rest is lost leaders, we really wanted to focus our efforts on what would get us the biggest bang for our buck in terms of a financial return. So it was really a component of um, the outcomes associated with lean, quality, cost, safety, delivery, engagement, that there was strong leadership support for the work, including um, our physician partners, um, and then could we actually be successful in these first few workshop events to really demonstrate that the concepts would work. And so there was a very large component of how we chose the work that was based on our ability to actually be successful the first half, and half a dozen times that we moved into the event. Mm, okay, so to, to have some success that you could build upon and and, and, and move forward. Um, so I assume you, you, you had that initial success, you moved on through the, uh, the, the initial funding of the 18 events, or are you still in the process of that? Uh, no, we finished out our first year. It was highly successful. We had been budgeted to make a financial return of less than a million dollars, and we actually, um, I think we demonstrated a $2.1 million return on investment mm -hmm. for the first year's book of work. Um, based on that and the lessons learned, it became very clear that we needed to move from what we called point improvement events, where we go into an area and we do a single event or maybe a series of events, um, and really launch our value stream work, where we take um, those um, systems or processes or mainly focus on patient care processes um, that have the greatest impact on our organization's ability to either increase our business line expand our capacity so that we can back fill with additional volume of business, um, really for business growth opportunities, um, and decided in our second year to really focus on launching value streams. And so year two, we, we expanded from 18 events to uh, almost 50, and the majority of them were, were within, within four value streams at our um, hospitals. Two of them were in the surgery, one was in our outpatient imaging services business, and, and the fourth was in our supply chain. So again, testing the concepts, um, using the same criteria to help select those value streams, but because we did that in year two, we've really been able to document um, a financial return that will be coming out of this work, which allows us to move forward and do even more work. Uh, mm -hmm. We are a financially driven organization that is also has a very strong uh, quality uh, patient care at the center of care focus, but the reality is in acute care, nonprofit hospitals um, in California, we need to be able to have a positive bottom line to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. And so lean is a way in which we are doing that. Um, and getting staff engagement, getting management excited about lean, um, improving quality, improving patient safety and staff safety are all just adds to that financial return. Mm -hmm. So it's anticipated in our year two work, year two work that our year over year return on investment three years out from that is about um, $17 million. Oh, okay. So that's great at an um, aggregate level. Um, that's impressive. Um, lo looking kind of specifically maybe at any of the value streams or any of the point improvements even, are, are there any um, particular results from, from one of those workshops or series of workshops that you'd say you're, you're most proud of or has had the biggest impact in, in one particular area? Um, I, I, there's both a, a macro and a micro level to that. Um, mm -hmm. We have used um, the, the lean event process to uh, focus on some system-wide initiatives where we have representatives from all of our campuses come together. 
uh, one of those events, we focused on building a dashboarding system um, for our um, operational leadership. And so we actually ran a rapid process design event um, around perioperative services, but we had also all of our senior middle management and frontline management team represented to help build a operational slash performance dashboard um, that we're rolling out now in the next month or so that will help us drive our ability to manage our operational performance on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. um, and, we, and we've never had that before. And so that's pretty amazing to see people um, utilize lean concepts to move forward in something that's very strategic for us. Um, and it was very big because it involved about 30 people in a room uh, trying to come up with this great idea and actually get it implemented within six months. Um, it's a, it was fairly complex um, with great results. Um, and so um, it also really tied into what we're calling our lead initiative. We call it our MC21 management system, Memorial Care MC 21st Century Management System. And really what we're trying to do is focus on lean as the way by which we manage our daily operations. And the dashboard is the tool by which we can really start to do that. So it was fundamentally important both for the growth of our lean initiative as well as um, for us to be able to track operational performance across the system. Yeah. Um, so that's an example of a fairly high level complex one. There's amazing results that happen in each of the individual workshop events. Um, uh, too numerous to count, but I, one of the most recent was one at Long Beach where we actually got uh, in a fairly simple 5S event, we were able to have an anesthesiologist with us for a 5S, which is fairly mm -hmm. unusual. And 5S is about workplace organization. Um, and we were able to work with him and a team of nurses and other staff to standardize anesthesia carts, oh, which great. sounds like, oh, no big deal, but hadn't been able to do that in 30 years. So um, it was pretty amazing that in a four-day event, you could see physicians really get excited about the opportunity and work with um, a team of people that they work with every day. But in this, um, in this particular event, they were working together and helping to design something. Um, so it's those small things that really make a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, and almost every event, there's some touching story or a building of a bridge or of a relationship that had been broken for a long time that really adds power and significance to the work. Um, healthcare is very, very messy. Um, it's been messy for a long mm -hmm. time. So there's mm -hmm. endless opportunity, um, and uh, people are really excited about it. Yeah, I, I, I can hear that coming through in your description of, of the focus on, on teamwork and getting people uh, working in, in, in a different way. And, and these, uh, from my experience, these uh, these these teams, when when you finally put together in the same room, it very often turns from you know finger pointing of some unknown person in a different silo to a recognition of you know yeah we're working together, we're all trying really hard, but the system is just broken, and people can get beyond that, which is uh, and that is that's probably one of the most enlightening moments of this work is well two things one of the we can't. Um, and instead of saying we can't, it's we don't know, we just don't know how to do it yet. Mm -hmm. So let's all be, sit here at the table and be creative and figure out how we can make that happen. Yeah. That's a pretty significant change um, in the mental landscape of a lot of our people because they're so used to just figuring out how to get the work done 
every day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they are masters at being successful, providing great care, in spite of a broken system and broken processes. Right. And so to acknowledge that, hey, we could actually change the process and it would make sense and it would be simpler and I would actually enjoy coming to work every day, <laughs> that's what's pretty amazing uh, when that happens week after week after week. Oh, that's uh, that's great stuff. And I want to ask maybe a, as some final thoughts to wrap up. I mean, you know, you've know, you been at this um, for, for a couple of years. Uh, at this point, do you have any lessons learned for somebody who is maybe either just getting the ball going with their lean efforts or still researching? Um, what, what, what are some key learnings that you would pass on to other hospital executives or other leaders that are getting this process going? Um, I think there's a couple. Um, one for us is that we have had the advantage that this, um, our journey started with leadership at the top and buy-in and the belief that it actually would work within our organization. Um, so very, very strong leadership support um, from the executive team. I would say the cultural issues um, that happen every day and some of the barriers that have been there for a very long time, if you didn't have strong leadership, it would be really, really hard to break through some of those. Mm -hmm. So having that available to you will, will help smooth the way. Um, I also think really focusing on what the return is of this work, whether it's financial or quality or safety related, whatever it might be, you need to be able to capture that to tell the story. Because until you can do that, um, people really don't understand the power of the work. Mm -hmm. and so we've spent a lot of time this past year and year two really focusing on how, we're, how we can capture that, both in data and in storytelling um, and in comments from our staff um, and through our Gallup engagement scores um, to really justify that the work is worth doing, even though sometimes it's really, really hard and it doesn't seem possible. Um, but if we aren't able to capture that, um, it, it, it's much harder to actually be successful long-term. Mm -hmm. well, Tamara, one, one question I wanted to ask, since uh, we, we learned about uh, the work that you're doing there, um, the accomplishments uh, of Long Beach Memorial Medical Center through, um, through the news that you had been promoted to chief operating officer. So I was wondering if you could reflect uh, a little bit on moving into that new role and how your role in leading lean uh, maybe changes being at the, uh, the COO level? Well, I think it provides a, a great opportunity to really lead lean um, and push transformational change um, both at a higher level and at a faster pace, which I think is important because in um, healthcare we're usually very resistant to change. Uh, we're, we're pretty masterful at avoiding it at all possible costs. And so I really look at the COO role as an opportunity to coach and mentor leadership on leading from a lean perspective um, and really embracing the change process and really looking at our existing operations and what our vision of the future needs to be um, to become a more cost-effective um, organization um, while still providing uh, great care to our patients and our communities. And so to me, it's a great opportunity to be that coach and that mentor, and hopefully it will speed our journey along. I mean, Toyota's been on the journey for 50 years, but I don't really want to wait that long to see the greatest benefit. So I'm hoping that um, by assuming this role, role, I can see it sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, I think that's very true. I'm glad you emphasize um, the role of leadership because um, I think if you if you look at any of the the leaders um, out there right now and in, in adapting uh, lean in a hospital, that there's very very strong C level um, support for that and the ability I'm I'm sure to be able to um, to coach people. When you talk about um, a management system to live under. Um, I, I imagine maybe final question that. As the COO, that being higher up in the organization, you naturally have more um, opportunities to coach a greater number of people. Is that part of the acceleration? The, the acceleration, do you think? I think it's the ability to influence a, a broader array of individuals. It's also a way in which to really align lean and how we use the principles and the tools and the visionary thinking um, to really achieve some of the strategic goals and objectives that we've set on an organizational level. Mm-hmm. Um, and without having that in-depth knowledge, it's pretty hard to do. Um, so it's been um, a pleasure and an honor for me over the last two years to really have had time to be trained up as a Lean Fellow, develop a lot of that internal expertise and understanding the, the principles of Lean and being able to apply them to our real-world healthcare processes. And so now I see the potential everywhere. Um, so I think in the role of the COO, I can better assist and frame out uh, where all we really need to do the work mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. ensure strong viability of our organization long-term. Well, great. I appreciate you um, sharing that, and um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and away from uh, the important work that's going on there uh, in, in Long Beach. So, uh, Tamara, I want to thank you um, again for um, sharing your story with us here on the podcast. Great. I appreciate being with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.